Welcome to the Brave Parenting Podcast, an examination of the Bible and how parents can apply God's Word to raising kids in a culture saturated with media and technology. We look at everyday issues from a biblical worldview so that you can trust the sufficiency of Scripture and apply its truth to your life as you raise and disciple your kids. Hey, hey, friends. Happy Wednesday, everyone. It is now mid-July. It is hot. I know that not everybody loves the heat. I absolutely love it. As crazy as it sounds, Chels, I am trying to get outside as much as I can right now because I kind of live in a perpetual state of cold. My normal work environment is like 70 degrees air conditioning and I like freeze all day long. (laughs) And right now is like the only time I can wear shorts and a t-shirt and not like shiver myself to death. I think you need a garden. I'm like always outside. I do need a garden. (laughs) It's true though. She is always cold, folks. Her house is the only house that I sweat in when the AC is turned on. I know. I know. I really do live in a perpetual state of cold. I love the heat. People are like, oh, what'd you do this weekend? I was outside. I'm like, what? It's crazy. It's mid-July. Uh, yeah. So today we have, um, we've postponed a different Worldview Wednesday to get this information out to parents at a really relevant time. So in this episode, we're going to be going over what parents need to know about threads, the new microblogging app that has been connected to Instagram. Yeah. So we're recording this uh, on Tuesday, July 18th. It's going to come out on Wednesday, July 19th. So came out about two weeks ago and we're going to cover some basic ground. We'll get into the five facts about threads that parent needs that parents need to know. And then we're going to go over a couple of different articles um, that just kind of put out the worldview of how everybody is feeling about threads, just to kind of give you some basic information. So about two weeks ago, Facebook parent Meta officially and launched its Twitter competition threads on Wednesday, July 5th, after it only confirmed its plans for the app just three months ago. Mark Zuckerberg stated, quote, we hope to take what Instagram does best and create a new experience around text, ideas, and discussing what's on your mind. Now, to many, it seems fairly apparent that Mark Zuckerberg released threads earlier than expected because after Twitter announced its daily limits of number of tweets that can be read, uh, Twitter obviously has been going under, undergoing a lot of changes with Elon Musk. They started charging businesses $1,000 a month to be verified. We certainly don't have $1,000 a month to pay on that. That seems crazy. And so on top of that, everything else that has made people mad about Twitter, mad at Elon Musk over the past year, good old Zuck saw fit to just hit Twitter when they were down and released this. Now, according to Meta, after its release on Wednesday, July 5th, the app received almost 100 million signups. Actually, I think it's over 100 million signups right now um, in that first week, including a large number of brands, celebrities, journalists, and other prominent accounts, according to CNN. So Kelly, brief parenting, are we now counted in that number? Because right, you signed us up for a Threads account. I, so I, I did. I did. I don't know. If we, <laughs> I guess we technically are part of that more than 100 million because uh, I, well, I downloaded the app this past Saturday. So I guess for reference, that would be July 15th. And I'll talk a, l- a little bit about that in the process as we kind of walk through the five facts. But in general, it was massively underwhelming. <laughs> My <laughs> my husband also signed up his business as well um, and consents to really the same lackluster experience. Hmm. 
So even if you signed up for Threads or if you've never heard of it, your children may or may not be curious about it. Or actually, they may have already downloaded it. It was really popular really quickly, wasn't it? It did. Yeah, really fast. So here are the five facts that you need to know about Threads. The first one, it's a Twitter knockoff. The platform looks a lot like Twitter with a feed of largely text-based posts of up to 500 character limit. So instead of calling them tweets, they're calling them posts in threads. Nothing new or earth-shaking about this. Users can also post up to 15 photos and up to five-minute-long videos where people can have real-time conversations. And like Twitter, users can also reply, repost, and quote other thread posts. Now, this isn't the first time Meta's Mark Zuckerberg has copied or mimicked other platforms in order to exploit his own. He has copied aspects of Snapchat, TikTok, and Pinterest, just to name a few. And he's done so pretty successfully. Call it capitalism or call it corruption. You can love Mark or you can hate him, but he is a successful businessman, unfortunately. That's right. And on that note, let me sidestep for a second, because, well, this behavior to me, seems a little bit ruthless. It is apparently legal. Um, For Christians, however, we should always take a moment and consider a business's ethics, morals, and values before we give them a massive amount of our personal information, our money, our time. I mean, this is something, Chelsea, you and I have really thought deeply about in the sense of using Facebook, using Instagram, whether we use it for brave parenting, whether we use it for ourselves. You know, and right now we're in this like crazy, uh, current postmodern, secular, humanistic, cultural moment. You know, there's a large push to create a parallel economy that supports Christian values and biblical truth. And I think it's fantastic. There's lots of places you can go to find Christian businesses. Um, but I don't necessarily know if social media will ever kind of join those ranks. And so that may mean for some that they reject social media altogether. Some may prefer Twitter because they trust Elon Musk more than they trust Mark Zuckerberg. And but this is not a salvific issue, but I do believe it's important to just consider where you're giving your information, where you're giving your time, where you're giving your money. And I really hope that every Christian can learn to kind of discern a company's contribution to the growth or the destruction of the kingdom and engage accordingly. I haven't always done this, but I think I'm learning to do it now. And I think it's just really important right now where we are at in culture. I like what you said about finding that parallel economy. There are some really great apps out there that help you find local Christian businesses that you can support and stuff. And I think when it comes to like social media, trying to fit that into that parallel economy, I honestly don't even know if it could fit. Like I'm really struggling with this just internally on my own. Social media to me is just not redeemable. And I know that you and I have had long conversations about this. So yeah. It's a hard place to be as a Christian sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so fact number two, it is an Instagram app. Now, Threads is directly attached to Instagram. In fact, you cannot sign up for Threads unless you have an Instagram account. When you download the app, they immediately prompt you to log in with Instagram. If you use Instagram on your phone, chances are it will recognize your Instagram account and ask you to log in through that account, or it gives you the option to switch accounts. Now, on the website, on breakparenting.net, we have a post up going through these five facts that also has pictures. So when I downloaded the Threads app, it recognized that I used the Brave Parenting account for Instagram on my phone. And so it immediately said, 
hey, do you want to log into threads as Brave Parenting? And so I could say yes. Then you can choose to have a public, which is anyone on or off threads can see, share, or interact with your content, or a private account where only approved followers can interact. Other than that, signing up is really easy. You don't have to have that many followers, uh, although it will take your followers that you automatically have on Instagram and immediately import them to threads. But if you don't have that many, don't worry. Your feed will just be automatically and algorithmically populated (laughs) with chosen content. So I don't have a lot of people that I follow on Brave Parenting Instagram. So when I create the account, I'm scrolling and I'm like, who are these people? Who are they showing me (laughs) all of these threads? And it was just a bunch of suggested content. Wasn't necessarily ads or anybody. It was just people that they thought that I might randomly be interested in. Oh, man. Remember the days of Facebook when it was new and they only showed you what your actual friends posted? And if you didn't have any friends, your feed was only like five pictures long. Yes. It was kind of fantastic, to be quite <laughs> honest. Like, I miss those days. <laughs> I know you'd like scroll be like, you're at the end, but I only saw yeah. three pictures. <laughs> it's good. That's all you need. That's all you need. Go back to your real life. <laughs> exactly. But going back to the direct connection with Instagram... This is kind of a crucial point as it gives Meta a significant leg up on Twitter with the size of its existing user base. Meta has more than 2 billion global active Instagram users, and it hopes to convert them into thread users. Twitter has approximately 450 million users, just for reference. But more than that, just the user base of Instagram, the app blends Instagram's existing aesthetic and navigation system and it offers the ability to share posts from threads directly to Instagram stories. This definitely is advantageous for meta users. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it, I, they did make it seamless. I'm not going to lie. If you're an Instagram user, it is a seamless transition to use threads as another type of platform. So fact number three, missing features. Many initial users quickly pointed out the app's missing features, like a trending topics tab, a feature to direct message users, and hashtags. Gasp, no hashtag? I know. (laughs) How are we ever going to let people know what's real? (laughs) According to Adam Mosseri, the head of Instagram, there are still many features on the list that need to be added. The Forbes writer Paul Tassi tallied these up to include editing posts, a following-only chronological feed, hashtags, multiple accounts, desktop version, translation option, an embedded Instagram post in a thread, only people you follow can reply, and DMs. Kelly, there's like, what is this thread apps? Like there's nothing in there. (laughs) What's funny is um, a lot of people, a lot of, I read a lot of articles of, to kind of get a gauge of what everybody was saying. And so many people are like, oh, this is great. Wait, why are we on this? Because it is really lackluster. Like I said, it's underwhelming. Um, but another one that they also listed was character count. And what's funny is, so when I was typing my bio for Brave Parenting, as I created my Threads account, I would type my basic bio and I'd be like, oh, I don't care. I'm out of characters. I'd have to readjust, but it didn't give you a character count. And I thought that was really annoying. I'm like, I need to know how many, how many characters do I have left? How do I reword this? And so one thing that I also read was a lot of people were wanting the character count to be listed on there, which I think is something that Twitter does. Nicole Wen from the Wall Street Journal highlighted this point. um, And like I said, I discovered it myself and she really went on about it as well. And I thought, yes, that's exactly how I feel. 
She also mentioned the availability of having a draft where you can create something and you can save it as a draft, which is very much like uh, Facebook posts. We can do that with Brave Parenting. We can schedule things. That Those features are just non-existent right now on threads, which makes people not want to just jump right into it for business-wise. Uh, why? I mean, you have to just be really, you have to be on there. You have to be sharing a bunch of stuff. Nothing you can schedule. All those great features for businesses, which is, of course, how I look at it, um, just isn't there. And um, I'll be honest, not being a Twitter user, um, I wasn't 100% confident in what I was doing as I was navigating threads for the first time, right? I can just scroll and look at the stuff. But I decided, you know, I'm going to post something. So I did, I did, <laughs> Brave Parenting did put an actual text based post out there. And then I came across a, I guess a, th- a thread, a post that was a picture of an NBA player talking about how he credited the video game 2K to his skills as an NBA player. And I thought, oh, really? <laughs> Back in the day when my oldest son was like in middle school, I remember them playing 2K and thinking, and him thinking at the time, I'm being an NBA player. <laughs> I was like, that's a joke. Playing NBA 2K on the video game is not going to make you a NBA player. And I thought, here's this NBA player saying that this video game helped him. And I thought, ah, oh, all the young boys who are going to read this and sort of be deceived into thinking, yes, if I play more video games, this is going to work. So I thought, yeah, I need to share this. So I thought I could re, I don't, again, I'm not a Twitter user, so I didn't understand the concept. I thought I could repost it. <laughs> and then add a little commentary. So just FYI, parents, if you're going to navigate this, that doesn't work. You don't add your commentary by reposting. It just reposts it without any commentary. So then I had to backtrack and figure out how I can actually add a little commentary because I knew the statistic of the high school basketball senior of their chance of going to the NBA. That's something we've actually share <laughs> as a reference point in some brave parenting live speaking events when we talk about the chances of being a YouTube star, the chances of being an NBA star versus the chances of being arrested before the age of 23. And in case you're curious, folks, the chance to go to the NBA is 0.02%. 0 0.02% of if you're a high school senior playing basketball and varsity basketball, your chances are 0.02%. But your chances of being arrested before <laughs> the age, I don't, I feel like, is it 25 or 23? I think it's 23%. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, the, the percentage is 33. It's one in three. Oh, oh, one in three. You're right. One in three. Your, your chances are 33% of being arrested. And that's, that's not a fact that we celebrate, but it, it's reality. So <laughs> anyway, those are just completely side notes. Sorry. <laughs> Hopefully y'all. Enjoyed that little tangent. Um, okay, let's go on to fact number four. No ads. There are currently, as of right now, no ads. There, of course, could be potentially, and this could be something that could supplement Meta's core advertising business, which they are very, very effective at. Frankly, they wrote the book in social media marketing, if we're honest. Uh, they have perfected it. Axios reported that Instagram wants to bring its branded content tools to the new app. And this will let marketers employ paid promotion campaigns on the platform 
while they wait for a full advertising solution. So this um, makes an interesting problem, the fact that there are no ads for content creators who are jumping on boards on Thread because if they were normally posting their content on Instagram and now they're posting it on Threads, there's no way for them to sort of make money in that attention economy. And so that's, of course, a big question that you will read about um, if you were investigating Threads is, yeah, it's great as a user to not be seen to see ads, but in a way, that's what brings a lot of people to the platform is the fact that they can promote themselves, that they can advertise, that they can make money off of that. And so it's just a it's a really weird dynamic of what social media has become. I almost kind of think when you said there's no ads, I would be like, well, oh, that's kind of refreshing. I can't stand the ads. I, I know agree. so many people are. <laughs> I mean, that almost would be enough alone for some people to sign up. All right. So our last fact, fact number five, app rating and parental concerns. So this is kind of where I think everyone's been waiting for this portion of it. Yeah. So this is available on Apple iOS or Android. The Apple rating says 12 plus. Android rating says T for teen. Common Sense Media says 14 plus, And Brave Parenting says 16 plus. The notable concerns, the first of all is privacy. The App Store states that it can collect the following data on you. Health and fitness, financial info, contact info, user contact, browser history, usage data, purchases, location, contacts, search history, identifiers, sensitive information, diagnostics. Kelly, that's a lot of information that they can collect on a person. Yeah. Like a lot of information. Even more, as with anything shiny and new on the internet, the unethical and unholy come out in droves. So in a short time, in just reviewing the app, we saw comments of women trying to seductively sell themselves and extorters looking for vulnerable newbies. And needless to say, there is a lot of adult and mature content on this app. And this is to be expected because social media is meant for, drumroll please, adults. Who knew? Yeah. It's meant for adults. There is no reason anyone under the age of 16 would need to be using the app for self-expression or cultural news consumption. It's just, there's no reason for it. Yeah. While the app is currently touted as a better alternative to Twitter, it doesn't mean that it won't end up being the same cesspool that Twitter is. And we have to ask ourselves why. Because the heart is deceitful above all else and desperately sick. That's what Jeremiah 17, 9 tells us. And as long as social media exists, there will always be deceitful hearts seeking their own worship and promoting false ideologies. Mankind is known to suppress the truth and exchange the truth for a lie. That's Romans 1, 18 to 32. It explains all of culture. And really, therefore, young and impressionable minds need to, they have, there's just no need to, for them to put themselves in the center of all of that battle, of all of that garbage, of all of these different ideologies, of all these untruths. Instead, frankly, I think they are just to have nothing to do with them, to have nothing to do with the darkness. We said, see that in Ephesians 5.11 and 2 Timothy 3. I frankly cannot think of a single reason why a 16 to 18 year old would really benefit from being on threads as it stands right now. Well, like I said, it's benign and it's kind of underwhelming. I'm just not sure what they're going to gain from it. But so right now, I'd like to highlight a few uh, quotes from some of the numerous news articles that we read in preparation for this podcast. And there's a few that stood out that I want to share. And the first one comes from The Atlantic. 
on July 6th, so just a day after its release, and it's called Zombie Twitter Has Arrived. And the author says, quote, social media cannot become good again because we will not let it evolve. It can merely live and die over and over like a zombie. The age of social media is over and it cannot be recovered. Zuckerberg has merely copied and pasted a social network and we are back where we started, only with all the baggage and psychological scarring of previous connectivity experiences. Big tech companies now dictate where attention and therefore money, power, and influence reside. You don't have to like the fact to admit that it's the case. Is threads a thing? Should we be on it? Well, the author concludes, Mr. Beast has 1 million thread followers already. Did you hear that? Y'all, big tech companies dictate where your attention and therefore money, power, and influence reside. And I think that that is such an important and powerful thing that we have to remember is that we may want it because we think we can share so much of our lives or we can gain so much, I don't know, influence, clout. I'm not really 100% sure what all the motivations of people's hearts are, but we are like puppets in their hands. So actually, Kelly, this is kind of encouraging to me. I feel like I hear the writer saying social media is not redeemable which is what we've been saying for quite some time. Like big tech really does have a lot of control over the attention economy and that should concern us as Christ followers. Sadly, Christians, honestly, we behave no differently than non-believers on these platforms most of the time, especially Twitter. Yeah. The political divisiveness, the arguments, it's awful. I really wish the church would see these social media platforms as the zombie that they are walking alongside the darkness, thinking their conservative values are going to change anyone, but really they're just making us look more like the world. Yeah. That's the, that's mm-hmm. the sad part about it. There was another article that caught our attention. This comes from Vice Magazine. Is it a magazine, Kelly? I'm, I'm not real sure, but it's definitely not aligned with our values for the most part. <laughs> that's, yeah. We don't, we don't normally read Vice, <laughs> just for anyone out there listening. Only, only for research. <laughs> Yeah, so it came from Vice, and this one said, Threads is all the worst parts of Twitter and Instagram in one very bad app. Ouch. That's that's harsh. So they say, Threads is enforcing Meta's usual policies, which forbids nudity or anything it determines to be sexually suggestive, a hugely unpopular position with infamously, which infamously killed Tumblr continuously banned sex workers and queer people and nearly destroyed other platforms like OnlyFans, end quote. That's bad. That's what they say is bad. Oh, yeah. They're very upset. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The fact that that has to be reported on as news only speaks to to the depravity of society online. I, I read the comments in a local community thread that asked why divorce happens. And I was curious what people were saying. And it was, it was literally my local community's invitation-only Facebook thing, um, um, page. And someone said, porn is why divorces are happening. It was just one word. And they were ripped apart by other community members. They called this person all sorts of names and criticized them for judging what other people do in their privacy 
What do you care? What two people consent to do? And I was dumbfounded at these responses. And I, that, and you know, it just makes you realize people love their sin. They love their sin. They don't want to give their sin up. And if someone calls them out that their, that their sin is bad, that they are torn apart. And this is kind of what we see happening in advice. They're saying, oh, how dare Meta <laughs> ban nudity? You know, it, it's infamously killing other social media apps. And how dare they uh, ban sex workers? And it's just crazy. They, they don't want to give their sin up. And they raise a ruckus if they cannot be accommodated to maintain their sin. And especially enjoying their sin online and on social media. Yeah. I, I'm, it's, mm, it's a really messed up worldview and it, it does, it, it dominates the attention economy of users on social media. There was another article that caught our attention from the guardian. And this one's title is threads review Twitter without the rough edges or news. So the guardian says, quote, the biggest difference is that threads feel substantially less confrontational, less aggressive, and less based around shouting at strangers with different political views than Twitter. The racism, anti-Semitism, transphobia, and general abuse that is prevalent on Twitter is just nowhere near as visible. Zuckerberg told a user on this site that this was a design feature. He says, quote, the goal is to keep it friendly as it expands. That's one reason why Twitter never succeeded as much as I think it should have, and we want to do it differently, end quote. The article finishes by saying, ultimately, Thread's launch might just be another step in the disintegration of the social media scene of the two early 2000s, and its rebirth as a more sanitized, user-friendly environment rather than a messy free-for-all discussion, end quote. I actually kind of like that. It is a messy free-for-all discussion. Yeah, having spent a little time on the app, like I said, my husband and I as well, it really is just a matter of time, I think, before all the same proclivity to sinful behavior dominates this platform. Yeah, it might be sanitized right now. I don't know. I just think I lost, I've lost a lot of hope in the way that the public society shares information online. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. But all signs point to what the Art Atlantic article noted to me, that this is not an evolved social media app. It is a copy and paste product of big tech, all to demonstrate the power they have over people. Look how many, pe- how many millions of people that we can immediately get over to our new app and dominate their attention. That's true. So bottom line, Kel, will Brave Parenting be active on threads? Well, if you've listened to us or know us, I think you already know we don't have a lot of peace with spending copious amounts of time on social media platform, whether self-promoting or promoting brave parenting. I don't know. We generally feel very called to other kingdom work than promotion on social media. Now, like I said, I did write those two posts on um, Saturday as I did my research, and that may be my last, I don't know, maybe the last you see me on there. Uh, I can't say for sure, to be honest, but right now uh, we use Meta's business suite to post our podcasts onto Facebook and Instagram. And if Threads becomes incorporated into that Meta business suite app that we use, um, then most likely we might automatically be posting stuff to Threads as well. I can't say that that wouldn't happen. That probably would. 
Um, but what I can say is I personally will not be scrolling threads anytime soon. <laughs> no, I agree with you. We've we've really wrestled hard with how Brave Parenting interacts with social media. And it it's not just for Brave Parenting as like a business, but it's just for us personally because it's just – it's a time suck to be quite honest. Yeah. And All I, of it is. I know our own – our own sinfulness can be caught up in, in comments and in how many followers we have. Yep. And that's just not something I want to care about. I just, yeah. and that's uh, something there was early on we did care about. And mm-hmm. we recognized that that just wasn't a place that we wanted to reside. That wasn't where God wanted us. That wasn't why we started a ministry. So, yeah. So be sure to check out the post on braveparenting.net. Um, threads, the five facts every parent needs to know. Um, as this, you know, app evolves, we'll keep you guys updated and on what's going on and where you can help your kids and navigate because it is going to change. These are very early days. Absolutely. So, friends, that is all we have time for today. We pray this information blesses you, edifies you as you walk out your faith, both personally and in parenting. Thank you so much for listening. If you love the podcast, share with your friends and leave us a review. It is helpful for us. Bless, it does bless us to know that the time that we put into preparing these podcasts and recording them is beneficial to y'all. So thank you so much for listening. Until next week, go and be brave. <laughs>